to Awakening the Sleeping Giant. I'm your host, John. This podcast is based off of my newest book, Awakening the Sleeping Giant, Church Rediscovered. I am looking forward to the show today. Let's get started. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Awakening the Sleeping Giant. I am really excited about this special episode. This is our revival special. We are going to be talking about revival from a biblical perspective. What do we find in scripture about revivals? What does revival mean? And then we are going to be looking at what is taking place at Asbury University right now with the revival that is taking place there. I'm really excited about what God is doing in Asbury. The Holy Spirit seemingly is moving there, which is amazing. Uh, There is a move of God taking place. I do believe that. But we are going to be talking about revival, offering some cautionary advice about calling something a revival before we really see the fruit of a revival. So we are going to be talking about the great things that God is doing, but also providing some biblical uh, caution to make sure that we are actually viewing a revival from the right perspective. And I am so excited about this. Our ministry has been praying for revival. I've been praying for revival for uh, several years. And I believe it is something that God wants to do in the hearts of the church, in the hearts of the non-believers around the world. So that is why I really felt it was necessary to have a revival special this week. So this is on top of our regular weekly episodes that are released every Tuesday at 8 a.m. So if you have not already, follow us, download us, and you will be receiving those every Tuesday morning. You can go to our newly updated website, www.madetheexchange.com. There's lots of information there about what we do, who we are, why we do it. I'm excited about this new website. You can email us at any time at bethechurch.go at gmail.com. And if you would love to be on the podcast, we would love to have you. Email us at that same email address, bethechurch.go at gmail.com, and we will schedule a time for you to come out with us. All right, well, let's get into it. So I first want to make it known uh, to everybody that is listening. I am not doubting that God is moving in Asbury. I am not doubting that. I am not doubting that God is moving in this nation. I firmly believe that he is. I am not doubting of testing that are coming out of Asbury about the Holy Spirit moving. I just want to make sure that everybody is clear. I am not doubting that God is moving at all. I think there have been um, some misunderstandings with some social media posts that I have shared. My intention is not to dissolve what God is doing there. My intention is not to talk poorly of what is taking place in Asbury. I myself have been praying for revival for years, so I'm really excited that something is happening. But what I want to make sure that we understand is that I am coming from a biblical perspective of what revival is. I think we have the tendency in the United States to call something a revival that isn't really a revival from a biblical perspective. Um, It might be a revival from the worldly understanding of what a revival is. And I did do a little bit of research, you know, on revival. What does it mean? You know, what does the dictionary say a revival is? So I think a lot of people interpret revival as probably the Webster's main definition of what the word revival means, which is a renewed uh, attention to or interest in something. I believe that's 
what most people are referring to as a revival. And I believe that's what's taking place right now in Asbury. There is a renewed attention or interest in God in the Holy Spirit, in the love of God. I believe that to be true. However, as the church, we should not be looking for a renewed attention or interest in something necessarily. I'm not saying that that renewed interest is wrong, but I think what a lot of people are wanting a revival to be is something much more of what the Bible describes a revival as being. In fact, the word revival Revival is not even used in scripture. The closest thing that the Webster's Dictionary has to what we would understand as a biblical understanding of revival is a period of renewed religious interest or a, an often highly emotional evangelistic meeting or series of meetings. I think that's probably the closest definition that we're going to find in a non-biblical worldview dictionary of what a revival is. And so I want to make sure that we understand that first and foremost. It's important for us to understand that even Webster's says that it is a often highly emotional evangelistic meeting. And so emotional, we have to be careful because emotions can lie to us. And evangelistic means the sharing of of the gospel. So I believe that at minimum, if we are going to call something a revival, it should be focused on Christianity in the church, which I believe it is in Asbury. It should be highly emotional, which I believe it is based on a lot of the testimony. And it should be evangelistic in nature. And from my understanding, that has not been the focus of these meetings. A lot of the focus of these meetings have been how the Holy Spirit is moving, worshiping God, praising God. I know I've heard you no know, unity, which all of those are absolutely necessary and very, very important. However, those are not necessarily the characteristics of what Webster's would consider a revival. And that's just the non-biblical worldview definition of a revival. So now let's move off of the Webster's Dictionary, and let's look at Scripture. What does Scripture say? What do scholars say about revival? So I looked up in the Strong's Concordance the word revival, and the word revival does not exist in Scripture. It just, it's not there. Uh, the closest word that we have in the English Bible uh, for the word revival uh, would be refreshing or refresh or refreshment. So when you look in the Strong's, that is the word actually used in Acts 3. And the definition of that is a recovery of breath or a refreshing, right? So when you look at Christianity as being born again, a recovery of breath makes sense. Like there is a refreshment of being born again. We are born again. We are made new, right? We are revived. Vibe. That is a long-term process. A recovery in breath is not something short-term. If you are providing CPR to somebody who is not breathing and they receive the recovery of breath, your hope is not that that is only a short-lived recovery or refreshment. Your hope is that it is long-term, that they actually stay alive. And so when we look at revival, that must be our hope, is that this is a long-term recovery of born-again 
believers, which means everything that takes place because of what God is doing and what the Holy Spirit is doing in the meeting place, in the large gathering, or any gathering really, once the quote-unquote revival event is officially over, does the recovery of breath continue? Does the church remain or does it revert back to what it was prior to that event? And that's what we need to be careful of because emotions can lie to us. We can be involved in an event. We can be involved in something where God is truly moving, where the Holy Spirit is truly moving, where people are so impacted by the Holy Spirit that they are crying and their emotions are high and they are weeping and they are repenting and and they are coming to God with an open heart. But when that event ends, nothing changes long-term. And that's what we need to be concerned about is that long-term effect of what a biblical revival should look like. So let's look at Acts 3. Um, I'm going to read verses 17 through 23. And this is talking about when Peter speaks to onlookers. Um, He's speaking to non-believers here. So that's another characteristic of a biblical revival is that the message is actually being shared to non-believers, not only believers. Now, I don't know if that's taking place in Asbury or not. not. I don't know the demographics of who has been coming to the campus. I don't know, but let me read this. So this is Acts 3, 17 through 23. It says, Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That word refreshing is what has been interpreted or translated into the word revival. And that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. So it's important to understand here, Peter is speaking to the Israelites who have yet to accept Christ as the Lord. And in verse 19, he is saying, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. So he is speaking clearly to people who have not had their sins forgiven and who need to repent. That times of refreshing may come or that times of revival may come from the Lord. So in order to usher in true biblical revival that comes from the Lord, the people present must be repenting, turning to God so that their sins are wiped out. So if we are considering a revival as something that is renewing the church, renewing the body of Christ only, that is not a biblical revival. It's fantastic. When the church is renewed and and brought to life again, that is fantastic. I believe we are in a time period where the church is dying and we need to be renewed. We need to be awakened. That's what my book, Awakening the Sleeping Giant, is all about. About awakening the church. 
anew to who we are and what we've been called to do. I believe it's necessary. That's what my book is about. That's what this podcast is about. It is about awakening the sleeping giant, awakening the church. But that is not revival. Revival occurs when there is a mass conversion to faith in Jesus Christ by those previously not following him. And I believe all of that begins with events and things like what is happening in Asbury currently. That begins there. It begins with the church being refreshed and renewed and and the Holy Spirit pouring down on the church and believers. I begin, that's where revival begins. But I do not believe, based on what we see in scripture, that that is what revival is. Here's where I want to caution us. When we start calling what is taking place in Asbury a revival, when that is over, we assume revival is done. That's just the beginning. Everything that happens after this Asbury event is going to determine whether true revival is going to take place or not. And when we call an awakening of the church, a revival, I believe we actually miss out on the true revival that God is calling for. And that is for the revival of the unbelievers, bringing to life those who have disowned Jesus, bringing to life those who are ignorant of Jesus, bringing to life those who need to come to Jesus to have their sins wiped clean. That is revival. Let's not mistake the non-biblical worldview definition of revival with what the Bible reveals to us as true revival. Let's continue doing what is taking place in Asbury. Let's, in fact, guys, let's blow that up in every college campus around this country, every town hall, every city center. Let's find people in every city, in every town that are passionate to come back to who Christ is and be a passionate church, passionate followers. Let's come together and worship the Lord and praise the Lord together, welcoming in the move of the Holy Spirit. Let's do that so we can see true revival take place. Because I am not interested in an emotional event and seeing God move in amazing ways and nobody coming to Jesus as a result of that. I'm not interested in the Holy Spirit impacting me personally if nobody comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ as a result of that. That would be selfish. Guys, the reason the Holy Spirit moves like he is moving right now in Asbury so the church can be awakened and welcome in revival because we are leading people to Jesus through evangelism and discipleship and spreading the gospel. God does not care how awake the church is if we're not sharing the gospel. God does not cause his Holy Spirit to move and awaken us for us alone. He does it so we can go out and share the gospel so he gets the glory. God doesn't want to receive glory through what the Holy Spirit does in us personally alone. He wants to receive glory because of what the Holy Spirit does in the hearts of the church 
that leads us to preach the gospel and the Holy Spirit moves in the heart of the lost and they come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior and have their sins forgiven. That is revival. So let's welcome in revival. Church, let's come together. Let's awaken this sleeping giant and welcome in revival. But do not call what is taking place in Asbury a revival until revival actually happens. And that is going to be a long-term fruit. That's going to be something that is a result of what is taking place in Asbury. I love what God's doing there, but I don't want to mistake it for what we are called to do as the church. And that is to preach the gospel. And and I believe that there are lots of us who do not know how to preach the gospel, which is what the Lord has called me to do, which is why the Lord has called me to step into this podcast, which is why the Lord has called me to write my book, which is why the Lord has called me to start my ministry, The Exchange, is to teach and equip the body of Christ how to share the gospel, how to make true disciples, how do we go out into the world and welcome in revival by actually fulfilling the Great Commission, by going and making disciples, baptizing people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything Jesus taught. When Matthew 28, 19 through 20 is fulfilled revival will be the result. So let's continue pushing this forward. Let's continue calling on believers to come and be reawakened and to be refreshed. And let's welcome in revival by the spread of the gospel, not the enhancement of our own righteousness, which is necessary, by the way. We are called to righteousness. We are called to look like Jesus. We are called to rely on the Holy Spirit to allow us to walk out our giftings in ways that we could never do. But we are called and we are sent out to spread the gospel message. Christianity is not about joy. It's not about worship. It's not about coming together. It's not about feeling the presence of God. It is about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as a result of that, we worship God, we pray, we are impacted by the Holy Spirit, and we become emotional because of what God is doing to the church Because we are spreading the gospel. When you look in Acts 2, everything that we see the church doing in Acts 2 is a direct result of the gospel being preached. Revival is a direct result of the gospel being preached and non-believers coming to Jesus Christ in faith. Because Jesus is the only one that can take our sins away. He's the only one that can forgive us of our sins. And he is the only one that can allow us to communicate to the Father. And he is the only one that will give us eternal life. And that can only happen when we come to faith in Jesus Christ and repent, have our sins forgiven, and are baptized. He's the only way that we can do any of that. And that's when revival takes place. If you want to see true revival, church, if you are excited about what's taking place in Asbury, if you want to see true revival, we need to be spreading the gospel message. We need to become the church that we see in scripture because we will not see true revival ushered in until the church becomes unified. We are all on the same page for the same purpose, and that is to spread the gospel message to the unbelievers 
all around the world to make disciples, to teach them how to obey what Jesus taught. Let's see revival take place, but revival is not a move of the Holy Spirit. Revival is a result of the move of the Holy Spirit. So let's take hold of what God is doing. Let's take hold of what the Holy Spirit is doing right now in Asbury and let's spread it like wildfire. Let's start spreading what God is doing like wildfire by spreading the gospel. Because I promise you, if we take hold of what God has called us to be as the church, we will see the largest revival in history take place. But that will not happen until the church comes together in unity and we start spreading the gospel message. That is what the Bible teaches us is necessary for God to grow the church. So come on church, let's rise up, let's awaken the sleeping giant, and let's usher in revival. I am so excited about what God is doing. And I am sorry for anybody that has misinterpreted what I have been trying to get across because I am more passionate about revival than I have been in a long time. I love what's going on, but let's make sure we're approaching it from the right perspective and we are actually doing the work necessary to welcome in true biblical revival and awaken the sleeping giant so this world will radically see a difference in a true Christian church, not because of what we've done or what we've experienced, but because of what Jesus has done on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins and the salvation of those who come to him in faith. Church, let's usher in revival. All right, that is the end of the episode today. If you'd like to be on the show or have any questions, you can email me at bethechurch.go at gmail.com. You can also download some free discipleship and evangelism material on our website at www.madetheexchange.com. And if you are interested in how you can become more effective in what God has called you to be as your local church. You can also find information about our evangelism and discipleship workshops, our church advisory, our mission trip planning. Website is www.madetheexchange.com. Thank you again for listening. If you have not already, follow this podcast so you don't miss a thing. And I hope you've enjoyed this and learned a lot. Have a blessed day.